Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Well, thank you. Welcome on board On the Mark. I am Joe McGranahan. With me this morning is Steve Kushaloff. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? Good morning, Joe. I am doing great. If, if for no other reason than I'm sitting across the table from your smiling face. Well, my face was smiling until I can't find the sheet that starts the show. The sheet that starts the show. Be careful. Be careful, <laughs> Joe. Don't be... St- well, you know. Well, I'll just have to wing it. Our program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. They are on North 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and they are proud to sell all the great cars and trucks you're going to want. And they are, of course, a premier service provider and towing service. Stop by the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Check them out online at www.sunburymotors.com. And our toll-free line is 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Sorry, but I have still have not figured out the 20 25 steps necessary to run the uh, text machine here. Uh, it's very complicated. Mark spends about half the show trying to call it up, and then I just what? haven't gotten that far. <laughs> Are, is, is that what you call a computer, but you're calling it no, a text machine? No, the... Um, the software that generates or receives the texts mm-hmm. used to be very simple. You just clicked on it, yeah. and it came up. But now we have to do. Uh, we have to actually click about 13 times. You have to give it all these parameters, and I'm not, my memory isn't good enough well, to remember all those parameters. See, now you're using fancy <laughs> words. You're you're talking software. You're talking parameters. parameters. <laughs> I, you know, please. Well, in any event, let's talk about something else this morning. We have the phones are open. Give us a call at one eight hundred seven nine five nine. Five six five, but to start with, you've got to be very upset over this latest NBC poll that shows your boy Joe upside down. Well, here I'll show you. We're not on TV. What a shame! No. But here you can see I've got a half a page of notes on that NBC poll. All right. Well, yeah. Let's. I, so no doubt you're going about to it. tell us that there's a silver lining to this dark cloud? Are, are you? You know, apparently that's the only part of the uh, NBC poll that you looked at. Well, he's upside down on his personal approval of the job. Now, how how do you how do you put a silver lining on the fact that like 64% of the people think he's doing a poor job as what, president. Uh, what, was, what emerged <laughs> as the number one issue in that NBC poll? Probably the economy. No, you see, Joe? I didn't see the whole poll. Well, I, no, I looked for it this morning. Okay. I didn't see it. I just saw what was reported about Okay, so I was On watching, MSNBC uh, this morning. Right. I, uh, I was watching Meet the Press because... Um, very objective show, and I figured I better watch Meet the Press because I know Joe's going to be watching Meet the Press. No, I don't watch Meet the Press. Well, see, okay. Not since not since the uh, late. Oh gosh, I can't think of the guy who ran it for that years. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I haven't watched it since he died. Um, Mar- uh, Russert. Russ- Tim, Tim Russert. Russert. Well, Tim Russert was the gold standard. Yes, there is. That is correct. But anyway, number one issue: threats to democracy. Twenty-one percent. 
threat to democracy. And what was when, number two? Number two was cost of living. And what was that? 16%. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's not insignificant. Now, Threats to democracy. That sounds like a slanted NBC poll. <laughs> oh, see, they, like, there you go again, Mr. McGranahan. To, to, Who's threatening democracy? To, well, well, let's see. We've got, uh, we've got people running for governor or in Pennsylvania who tell you that if they are elected as governor, they're going to be declaring who the winners and losers are. He didn't tell you uh, that. He didn't say anything yeah, of the sort. He, yes, he did. He said, as governor, I will be in charge. I'll be running. He didn't say he would. He didn't say he would be doing it crookedly. He said he would be in charge of them. Right, right. No, he didn't say I'll be doing it crookedly. That's right. Didn't say I'm going to make whoever I want to win win, which is what you said. Well, which is what he'll be doing. He's made that real clear. And then we look around the country, and we've got other uh, right wing candidates who are. You know, election deniers, election liars. You know, the basis of our freedom in America is the ability to vote. And uh, we've got uh, right-wingers running for office across the country that are taking that away. Oh, how Uh, are they taking that away? Joe, Give me an example of them taking away your right to vote. We have for well, we have one thing where the uh, the the woman who's running for I think governor in Arizona, not only has she claimed that uh, the election was stolen from Donald Trump, she says any candidate who says that the election was. Uh, not stolen from Trump, that disqualifies that candidate right there. Well, that's not taking their voting rights away. You no, said they're taking their voting rights and away. Well, we and we have seen uh, new laws passed as far as voting, limiting hours, limiting uh, mail-in voting. And now stop and think what originally the voting process was in this country for almost 200 years. It was you go to the poll on election day and you vote. You can't get to the poll on election day during the hours the polls are open. You don't vote. But now you're saying that we're trying to take democracy away from people because we're going back to the some of the safeguards that we had before. So you're saying we should go back to the way voting was originally done. Well, the way voting was originally done in America, only white men... No, I'm not talking about eligibility. I'm talking about the physical process of voting. You're trying to deflect, Stephen. You're trying to deflect. Not at all. I'm, if I could possibly get a word in edgewise... Only white men who owned property were permitted to vote. Now, that right. changed little by little by little. Uh, even but that has nothing to voting. do with the time and place of voting. That's what I'm talking about. We're not taking away the time and place in which you can vote. Right. You know, And we're not saying that only white people can vote anymore. We're not saying that the black people have to pay a poll tax and they have to answer questions about the <laughs> republic. I had, forgot, I had forgotten <laughs> all about that. I mean, let's face it, voting the, the way we vote has uh, changed and evolved over the years. Even just absentee voting. I I could look it up on my uh, computer if you'd like me to, or we could look it up on that text machine if you could get that thing to work. <laughs> but uh, It works. I just don't know how to make it work. You know, when did absentee voting even become a thing in America? Well, there's a difference no between absentee ballots as they were originally conceived and just voting by mail. That's an, Voting by mail is an entirely different concept and entirely new. It may be handled in the same way, but it's not something that's been done in the past. And if you're going to do it, you need to have safeguards to make sure that it doesn't well, sure. you need isn't to do subverted. It right. And I think the legislatures uh, who did enact uh, mail-in voting uh, did their best to do that. All right, we have a call. Joseph, you're on the mark from Milton. 
Oh, uh, yes. Boy, I hope you guys could get to agree sometimes. You had such arguing here this morning. Uh, I think maybe you're better off, you two, if you join the LBJQT community, because I watched on CNN this morning how, uni- how in unison they were in their marches here. And uh, our government, our wonderful government, has sent 50,000 vaccines for monkeypox uh, to that uh, LGBTQ organization. Uh, gathering that they had. I forget where it was. It was just on the news this morning. And my question is, (laughs) they said it wasn't because of sexual transmission, but why is it prevalent with the LGBTQ people? And another question I have, we know that AIDS was very prevalent with the uh, homosexuals and sodomites, right? And why is, why do you think that is? Yeah, you have any answers to why you think that may be? Well, you now I know I'll, other people can catch it, of course, but it's 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 more prevalent in those uh, societies. Well, that, you're being you're obviously trying to get me to say what you want me to say. But no, let's, no, I, I want to know what you would say about that. That's I, what I, I want think to know. It certainly their lifestyle contributed to the fact that they uh, that they caught that disease. But that doesn't mean that it's just because of them or other people, as you say. Other oh, people can get it. Many this is what confused me, though, when I watched CNN this morning. And I'm sure that he said it wasn't because of sexual activity. Well, if it isn't because of sexual activity, then it would have nothing to do with LGBTQ or, well, what you does, know, and that stuff. What does monkeypox have to do with sexual activity? I don't think it's spread that I, way. I don't, well, uh, they said that on, on TV. I thought, all I'm repeating is what they said. They said it was spread so by I, sexual activity? Pardon me? They said it was spread by sexual activity? No, no, no. They said it was not spread. And that's what kind of confused me, because then why would they send these 50,000 uh, vaccines to this uh, parade and all this uh, thing that was going on? I forget where it was. Probably San Francisco. I don't know. Um, well, I must admit I haven't heard of that, so I, I'm not certain. Well, it was on news this morning, CNN. And, uh, uh, but I, here's what I think it is because it's a plague on that uh, lifestyle. And I was amazed when they showed the, the gathering of these people. Oh, how uh, vigorous they, they were parading. And I thought I was taken back to the times of Sodom and Gomorrah with Lot there in Sodom and Gomorrah. And See you know what happened when Yahweh took Sodom, uh, Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah and his family? He rained fire and brimstone and destroyed those Sodomites. Maybe that's a good way to get rid of the monkeypox on these communities if he'd rained fire and brimstone on them. <laughs> he doesn't well, change, you well, know. There hasn't been any rain of fire and brimstone in some time now, Joseph. I don't think it's going to start well, up no, next it week. Hasn't, but it's coming. <laughs> Read the book of Revelation. There's, there's uh, <laughs> hail that's coming the size of 80-pound uh, blocks of hail is going to fall 80 down. 80-pound blocks of hail are going to fall on the earth. Well, that's going to make some noise. That's going to make some noise. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be devastating. Yeah, yes, it sure is. will. And it's because of the sins of the people. That's why. I well, see. I, I, and think uh, I believe with all my heart that these plagues, uh, this virus and all these things, are because of, of the wickedness of the people. And, hey, he said right in his word, the land will vomit you out because of this lifestyle. Man with lying with mankind as with womankind and even with beasts, the animals they did back then. And the land vomited them out, and a lot of innocent people suffered because of these these uh, perverted people and well, this perverted lifestyle. All right, that's but that's got nothing to do with nature. the monkey. That's got nothing to do with the monkeypox vaccine. Well, it, it, it's in that community. 
that's what they say. I'm only repeating what they're saying on the news, you know. Uh, it's, it's prevalent in that community of LBGQ, XYZ. So, so, you know? so, Joseph, how do you explain? How about COVID? Let's go, let's talk about COVID. You're you're making the point that you think monkeypox and you think AIDS are basically a uh, punishment from God. Uh, how about COVID? Who is that meant to punish? Uh, it's, it's it's meant to punish the wicked, but the innocent suffer too. I agree. I, I'll give you an example. In the Bible, King David uh, took a census, and Yahweh sent a plague on Israel, and 70,000 okay. men died because of what David did. Okay, so let, well, let's... Innocent uh, men. Okay, innocent so let men. Ask, I got and then one. David interceded, and Yahweh removed the plague. <laughs> but that happened. Yes, that, it happened. Uh, you know. You know, I was, uh, I was playing golf about a week and a half ago, and I went to swing a golf club, and boy, I'll tell you what, I felt something hole in my shoulder. Now, I could have looked up to, to, <laughs> to God, and I could have said, Lord, don't you want me to play golf? Why did you do that? Let's, you know, this idea that every disease and every affliction uh, is a punishment from God. Well, maybe you were playing on his Sabbath, and you shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that question. <laughs> okay, well, then we'll have we to... We do suffer for our sins. All right, well, we'll have to let that one ride, Joseph. Thank you for your call this morning. We're out of time for you, and Stan's next. You're on the mark from Danville. Yeah, uh, Steve was saying that, you know, the, uh, the right Republicans have changed all these election laws to prevent people from voting. No, the people that changed the election laws were the judges, secretary of states, and governors midstream while the election was going on in 2020 that's what happened there i think a lot of those a lot of those laws particularly regarding mail-in voting were done before the election and the ones that when 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 joe and i were talking about the whole mail-in voting and everything surrounding it the one thing that joe did not mention was that was done because this was going to be an election that was going to take place during a pandemic, and a, <laughs> and a lot of people uh, simply felt it was not uh, safe, I guess, for them to be going out. You know, I, Stan, I just love it. You hear something that you don't like, and that's your reaction. You just laugh. So I'll tell you what. Well, because no, it's no, all no, a joke. Yeah, Stan, it was a joke to start with. It was illegal to start with. Yeah. People, they, the news media and the left ginned up all this fear amongst the people about COVID, how everybody was going to just fall over and die, which is a pile of horse dung, okay? People, and as far as voting being lessened, it's not voting season. It's voting day, election day. It happens in the first Tuesday of every November of every year. That's the way it is. It's the way it's always been. But no, the left in this country thought, well, if we can just extend things out and give people more opportunity to cheat, well, we're just going to be Jim Dandy okay. And that's what's been going on ever since. Well, the thing that started this discussion was apparently this NBC poll saying that the thing that people identified most as being concerned about was threats to our democracy. I don't see, you know, that to me sounds like the the left wing saying, oh, Donald Trump, he's a threat to our democracy. <laughs> Anybody who disagrees with folks on the left, it's a threat to our democracy. We, you know, we can't have this dissension. Uh, there was a New York Times story that I thought was fascinating this morning. It said uh, that uh, people, Republicans of color, 
color are leading to the downfall of the of the country in effect it was a new york times and they because the left cannot stand the fact that a person of color would be a conservative you know that's and i think there are people on the right who do the same thing to people on the left you know we just don't accept the fact that somebody disagrees with us and they can still be a decent human being okay that's my opinion <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's just the way they did they changed the laws midstream. That's that's number one. That's number one with me. You know, there's one authority to change election laws in the states, and that is the state legislature. Not the courts, right. not the governor, not the secretary of state. And those were all violated. But yet, we're okay with it. And as far as democracy, that's a democracy. First of all, this country is not a democracy. It's a constitutional, constitutional republic. republic. Right. Okay? We Maybe. use the demo- democratic means to elect our representatives to the government. It's not a democracy. Okay. And, and people that say it is are wrong. Well, I agree with you there. We are a constitutional republic, but we do have democratic principles and we do have democratic ideals. Exactly, and I understand that. But we are not a democracy. No, we're the not. democracy is two two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Who wins? <laughs> Uh, probably not the sheep would be my guess. Exactly. And that's what the problem is. All right. And that's why the Electoral College was put in to start with, to prevent the big cities from controlling what who is elected across the country so what as far you, as nationwide offices. Using that same analogy, how would you describe a constitutional republic? One wool and one sheep? A wolf and one sheep? Yep, and they could fight it out. Okay. Whoever wins, wins. I think the and wolf that's would still have the edge. Okay. All right, we'll give you the last word, then we have to take a break, Stan. Go ahead. Well, I don't see things getting any better, especially with Joey down there in office. So only time will tell what happens with this country, but we're leading going down a dark path with these people. And the people that are going to get audited by the new IRS agents and with their $600 uh, transactions for banking, hmm, things things aren't going to be looking good in, in the future, especially if they go to this digital currency like they keep preaching about. Sorry, I like good hard-earned cash. Well, and I'll accept, I'll accept paper dollars if they're backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. So I don't have any problem with currency. Well, yeah, until they go digital. All digital where you can't use a dollar bill because it'll be outlawed. Yeah, well. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're talking that way. And whether it happens or not, don't know. You know, but if the Democrats get their way things will change that way. Well, I like money. Just the way it is. Uh, and I, I know <laughs> most of my liberal friends like money, too. They don't have any problem with currency. Well, it's, <laughs> not, it's not the money, Joe, because they say they'll have money. It'll be in a digital account. So you have to keep track of all that. And, and if they, you know, the theory is that uh, they get control of it, they'll be able to freeze your digital account if you do something that the government doesn't like. Well, I've been now, whether using that my, comes I, to fruition, I don't know, but look at China. That's the crap they're doing in China. I've been using my debit card at the bank for years now, and I love it. It's the height of convenience. Yeah, know? I understand that. <laughs> People use them all the time. I don't own one because of my choice. Because And my biggest reason is I have a tendency to forget to write things down when I should. 
and things go haywire when you don't do that with a bank account. Well, then you have online banking. My bank has online banking. I can go there and see the status of my account. I can see every every uh, transaction that I've made with my debit card, and I can reconcile my checkbook very easily with the, that. Oh, I do. I do to use that. Okay, so, you know that's enough. that. I just I did the debit card. I just have a problem with. Okay. I just never have liked it. Listen, so. we got to run. We we haven't taken a break yet. All we right. got to do that. The producer's going to be after one. me. Thanks a lot. We're going to take that break, and then we'll be back. We have a call pending, and. We will get You've to been it. working hard and you're finally ready to realize your dream and purchase your first home. Or the kids have moved out and you want to downsize and relax in a low-maintenance condo. But you probably know that in this market, houses are being sold almost as soon as they're listed. It's heartbreaking to miss out on that perfect place. I'm Larry Johnson, president of the Bowen Agency Realtors, and for over 50 years, we've been helping you find your perfect place. Our agents live and work in the Valley, and we will guide and support you through every stage. We understand the stress and importance of your decision, and we want you to actually enjoy the process of buying your own home. And if you're selling your home, Bowen Agency is the most trusted name in our community. There's a reason we're recognized year after year as the best real estate agency in the Valley, as voted by you. Whatever the reason you may be buying or selling, please visit the Bowen Agency Realtors first. You'll find us in Sealands Grove, Lewisburg, and Sunbury, or you can browse our listings on bowenagency.com or Facebook. Coming or going, see the talent at Bowen. Bowen Agency Realtors. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O info.com Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrand, and along with me is Steve Kushloff and Bob from PacScientist has been waiting patiently. Bob, you're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. I just wanted to say, when it comes to mail-in voting, not everyone has off, you know, during the time that you can go and vote. So Stan is crazy that they think we're cheating by sending in mail-in votes. It's my right to vote. However, I want to vote, just like any other American has the right to vote. If they can't get into the, you know, into the polls during those hours, they have a right for a mail-in ballot. No, they don't. If the if oh. it says that if you're, it used to be that the only right you had was if you were actually going to be out of town on the day of the election, you could apply for a uh, an absentee ballot, which says in effect you certify I'm not going to be able to vote physically on that day. So that was your right, Bob. It wasn't your right to get a mail-in ballot anytime you wanted it anywhere. It was even if you were disabled. It was even if you were working. It wasn't just because you were out of town. Well, how many hours do you work? Because the polls are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's a pretty long day. Some people day. work 16-hour days. And you can't get 10 minutes off to go vote? I don't think I can take the people I work with out of their house to 
take on the boat. <laughs> it don't work that way for everyone. And, and, you know, Everybody doesn't have the luxury to do that. Uh, the other thing, Joe, you're you're sitting here, you're defending, you're saying absentee ballots, that's fine, but mail-in voting... No, no, not- I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you want to extend mail-in vote, he said you had that right. I'm saying you don't have that right. You need to get a law passed that gives you that right and sets the regulations under which you may exercise it. Yes, and state... So our military has no right to vote either. Ah, uh, yes, they are an exception. They are permitted to send in. The, oh, they are certainly an exception, huh? They're an exception. They're absentee. They're absentee. They're, they are qualified for absentee ballots. And so is the guy working from 7 in the morning until 7 at night. You know, there there were... Um, but they, they don't ask you where you're going to be. They just ask you to certify that you're unable to vote on Election Day. And, you were, and you're going to be absent. So I would say to Bob, if Bob's working, he's in a place where he can't vote, so he's absent. He would qualify for an absentee ballot. So many, 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 many millions of Americans are the same way. Or they don't, might not have transportation that day. Well, that's, that's, that's not our problem. If you don't have so transportation... Our problem is everyone has the right to vote, how no many, matter what. How many political parties organize get-out-the-vote campaigns on Election Day? They offer to pick you up, take you to the polls. I mean, the parties do that. If you call your Democratic, and I assume you're a Democrat, if you call your Democratic headquarters, said, I don't have a ride to the polls on Tuesday, and I want to vote for Joe Biden, I bet you five bucks there'd be a car at your front door waiting to take you to the polls when you were ready to go. Joe, why do you want to make it less convenient for people to vote? That's what you're doing. You're making it less convenient for people to vote. If you wanted to really The exercise of democracy doesn't rely on convenience. It was inconvenient for young men to storm the beaches of Normandy, but they did it. They were they did it out of love of the country and a sense of duty. If you believe it's your sense of duty to vote, then you vote when the regulations say you can. Well, that's that might be your best job of deflection that I've ever seen. Uh, all of a sudden, we're going to talk about the beaches at Normandy when we're trying to talk about voting. You know, there are people who have proposed that we make election day a uh, a national holiday so you'd have off there are other people that's who okay say, i have no oh, problem okay. with that there are other people who say why in the heck did we ever say the first tuesday after the first monday is the day we're going to vote why not make it a saturday why not have a saturday and a sunday be the day we have voting that so i go back to my question why do you well, want to make sunday it a sunday you can't work <laughs> Why do well, you, you know, bring that plague Joseph was talking on about Sunday. down on you? <laughs> Wait, uh, go ahead, Bob. What, what was Bob? that? I said there's a lot of people that don't even have their businesses open on Sundays because they're against using that as a, uh, you know, their uh, religion. Right, you're right. So they might not be voting as far anyway. As, as far as uh, Joe went with the monkeypox thing, it's a skin-on-skin contact. I don't know why they're, pl- you know, primarily putting it on homosexuals or you know gay people but um there's children and there's animals that are getting it now too it's not just it's a skin contact somehow and the thing that he was talking about was there were colleges going back and they're offering this vaccine vaccination to you know the community that is at high risk of this disease yeah and the high risk could it could be uh well i think his point was what caused the high risk well, and his point was that uh, including it's, COVID it's is a new. is a uh, punishment from from the heavens, from the heavens, from God, <laughs> and you know, my shoulder. Okay. And as far as uh, the the, the <laughs> bank card and the stuff with cash, well, you know, every time I go to the bank and take like four thousand dollars out and carry it around in my pocket, I'm like paranoid, thinking oh, somebody's yeah. going to rob me. 
You know, if I, I have, if I have five thousand dollars less in my bank account, I, I'm like going stir crazy because I want to have at least that much in my bank account at all times. If I want to go out and make a purchase, I know I don't have to worry about it. And then you can even get a line of credit behind it if you would even, you know, spend more than you intended to. Well, thanks, Bob. We're out of time on this segment. Appreciate your call and your comments, as always. We're going to take a break for the news, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan, along with me, Steve Kushloff. The phone lines are open, 1-800-795-9565, and it's toll-free, or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. This is WKOK Sunbury. We'll be back after the news. Deborah Rodriguez. Parts of the drought-stricken West are now flooded out, including Utah, where a hiker is believed to have been swept away by water at Zion National Park. There were overnight water rescues in parts of Texas, too. CBS meteorologist David Parkinson says the system is moving east now. A tremendous amount of rain continues to fall in Texas, and we've already got some incredible totals. Over half a foot of rain falling at the National Weather Service in Fort Worth, and more rain is on the way. About that missing hiker, park spokesman Jonathan Schaefer says 29-year-old Jatel Agnihoti of Tucson was swept off her feet on Friday. The family has been in the park and we're working to support them as they go through all this with all of us. There are more than 20 people working on this search and rescue operation and they're working all along the length of Zion Canyon. He says the woman's backpack, which had personal belongings, including her cell phone, have been found. Today, Russia is blaming Ukrainian spy agencies for a car bombing on the outskirts of Moscow that killed the daughter of a top ally of President Putin. He's also an ardent supporter of the invasion in Ukraine. More from the BBC's Sasha Schlichter. They even attended the fateful patriotic festival outside Moscow where Daria and her father were guests of honor. She died when her car was torn apart by a bomb on her way back. After that, according to the FSB, they made their escape to Estonia. Ukraine denies the accusation. Europe is considering training Ukrainian military forces now. Correspondent Cammie McCormick reports. The European Union will be debating the launch of a major training operation in Ukraine's neighboring countries. Countries. The U.S. and its allies have already spent billions of dollars sending equipment to Ukraine. With Soviet-era supplies dwindling, this training would be essential if they were to provide more modern equipment. Jill Biden will be back at the White House today, a week after she tested positive for COVID. Like her husband, the president, she had mild symptoms and received the antiviral medication Paxlovid. What's worse than a long car ride with fidgety kids? An even longer ride with fidgety kids. Correspondent Vicki Barker is at the foreign desk. Experts at Nottingham Trent University surveyed 2,000 parents of under 12s, assessing the timings and triggers for road trip tantrums. Their resulting formula calculates length of journey, age of children, number of siblings present, and snacks and distractions offered. They discovered the more snacks and distractions on offer, and the fewer the siblings present, the longer the interval between outbursts. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. S&P futures are down 51. Dow futures off 344. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Here's the deal. 
I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. There's relief on the way for beef eaters, and we don't mean the guys in the funny hats. Correspondent Jim Crisula explains. We have less of a beef with beef prices. Prices of beef, typically among the costliest grocery store purchases, are falling after more than a year of increases. That prompted many Americans to buy less beef and switch to less expensive protein like chicken and pork. Beef supplies are improving with better staffing at meat plants. Most of us are eating out at restaurants less, but coffee shops and bakeries are another story. Wall Street Journal says that as inflation rose this summer, Americans spent almost 2% more on small indulgences like cappuccinos and croissants. Some analysts say the relative health of java joints and pastry places could also be a reflection of workers returning to offices. The average price of a cup of coffee in a quick service shop, 4.90 in the first six months of the year. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. When flying insects show up in your home, how do you get rid of them? Hopelessly clapping every single one? Aimlessly swatting back and forth? Hanging fly strips in your living room? Ew, ew, ew. Instead, try Zebo traps. Zebo uses light, not odor or chemical insecticides, to attract and trap bugs, working continuously so you don't have to. Zebo, people friendly bug deadly now at a store near you angie's list is now angie your home for everything home with angie you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over just tell us what you need and we'll handle the rest sending a top pro to get it done or browse reviews compare quotes from pros and connect instantly all for free for everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel because however you want your project done we'll get it done Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com to get started. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you. Welcome back on board On the Mark. Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushaloff, our producer's Rob Center. The phone lines are open. It's an open day. We're talking about the the NBC poll that shows how terrible a job Joe Biden is doing. And Steve Kushaloff, who is a glass half full kind of guy, says there is silver linings to all of this. Silver lining? It's all all (laughs) in favor of Democrats. Number one, we have to do the the news and the other stuff. I know you're excited. To, to obviously I beat me over the head 
breakfast this. can come back. <laughs> you could All if right. it's a short breakfast. Yeah. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. They're located on North 4th Street in Sunbury and on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That's where the Kia dealership is. And you can buy Ford cars, trucks, anything you want in the way of transportation at the Sunbury Motor Company. And check them out online at www.sunburymotors.com. And remember the quick lane on North 4th Street for all your service needs. They'll get you in, get you out, get you going in no time at all and for a reasonable price. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Taking a look at our news this morning. Crews battled a fire in Milton this morning. Central Susquehanna Regional 911 reports a pretty involved fire that was called in around 4 a.m. at 123 Myrtle Street. Union County Firewire reported there was entrapment initially, but all occupants got out of the building. Crews from Milton, Watsontown, Lewisburg, Mifflinburg, Turbot Township, Point Township, and White Deer responded. After an eight-county state police missing person bulletin and successful grid search of the Lewisburg area, the 80-year-old man who went missing Friday night is out of the woods, literally. Currently being treated by Geisinger, Michael Reich was found late Sunday afternoon by a volunteer who just happened to follow a ridgeline off Bull Run Crossing and heard the man yelling out for help. Milton State Police partnered with William Cameron Engine Company of Lewisburg to conduct a large-scale grid search beginning in the region of Wrights Boulevard, Fire Company Chief Jamie Blount told us more than 50 people and several police dogs were on the ground while drones were deployed to get a bird's eye view of the area. Despite getting infected with a COVID once or multiple times while vaccinated and boosted, it's still important to remember your symptoms won't be as severe. That's the message from Dr. Rutal Dial, a medical director of infectious diseases at UMPC, UPMC in Williamsport. He added that if people are infected with COVID two or three times, having a booster decreases chances of severe infection. But as more booster shots become available, the doctor says patients should still be mindful when your last booster took place. So make sure you're up to date on your boosters. That's our look at the news headlines. And now we'll get back to a couple of the the uh, texts, the emails, no, not texts, but emails we have. One says there's a difference between electronic banking and electronic currency. The latter is the beginning of the end. And I think you agree with that, don't you? Well, I don't know about the beginning of the end, but uh as you and I were talking, neither one of us understands what Bitcoin is all about or how you supposedly invest in this digital currency. I don't get it. I mean, I always assumed that the idea was, well, this is a currency that you can use for buying things on, on, on the Internet. Well, crying out loud, I buy stuff through the Internet all the time. I use something called a credit, credit card. card. Yeah. Our friend Tom, who is not one of my biggest fans, says, if you don't think Trump and the Republican Party aren't a threat to democracy, you must have been asleep through all of the January 6th hearings and listened to Fox and Newsmax 25-8. I guess that implies more than just 24-7, <laughs> where I That's probably accurate. And then, um, let's see, uh, we have another one. Oh, there was, I forget which one was coming down on me. Is this it? Yes. Joe, you, this is from WRR. Joe, you and I are approximately 
approximately the same age. The difference between us is I live in the 21st century, you live in the 19th century. Please at least move into the 20th century. Well, I'll admit I'm a history buff, and I am fascinated by earlier I know, times. You, you've, all, you've already advocated that only white men who own property should be permitted to vote. Now, when did I advocate that? I think it was about 20 minutes no, ago. No, I did not. I said that there's no one in their right minds going back to those days. I will ask Rob to play the tape back if you want to hear what I said exactly. Don't, I, don't please, please, no, keep, Rob, the blood, keep your blood pressure low. It is. Listen, I think that, you know, let's go back to this poll, because I think it's interesting to note, and I, 58% of the people, this is NBC's poll, 58% of the people say this country is headed in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. Well, now, who is responsible for the direction of this country? Right now, it's the Democrat Party. Now, I'm saying wait, that the because... Demo, the Demo De- party? Democrat Party, because Democrat he's calling us Republicans. Well, I'm going to call them Democrats. <laughs> this morning, this morning on 4th Street in downtown Sunbury, the price of gas was $3.99 a gallon. And what was it when President Trump left office? I think it was about $5.28. No, President I Trump have no left office. It was I have no $2.39. Yes. And a lot of stuff has happened since then. How many people, uh, you know... So again, you're uh, deflecting. It's all the Republicans' fault. Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. He had nothing to do with the price going up, but God bless him, he's no, the guy who brought no, it see, down. You, you make a very good point for one time. The point is, he had... He had nothing to do with the price of gas going up. Oh, of course not. And so, you know, he doesn't, he probably had very little to do with the price of gas going down. But you Republicans, once you add a penny, two pennies, three pennies to the cost of gas, it's all Joe Biden's fault. You know, if you look And who is blaming the Republicans for every time the prices went up? Joe Biden has presided over the highest inflation in the last 40 years. And And of course he had nothing to do with it. What did he have to do with it? Everything. Oh my heavens. He had everything to do with it. If we look at the... Why do you think the American people think he's doing such a poor job? 64% say he's doing a poor... He's not doing his job well. And if you notice that NBC poll, if I could possibly get a whole thought out, Joe, you know, this is what happens when people know they're wrong. They just keep (laughs) interrupting as you are doing. You can say I'm interrupting, but I've listened to every word you said. I appreciate it. Now, uh, one one of the things the NBC poll uh, found is that everybody, every politician is held in very low esteem. Here were the names they ran through. Certainly Biden, Trump, Joe Manchin, Liz Cheney, uh, Kamala Harris, Mike Pence. Uh, but Mike, they're not, as you say to me, they're not the president of the United States. No, that, but that is the, the buck point. doesn't stop with them. The point is that politicians in general, through this NBC poll, are held in very low esteem. Now, one thing you have not mentioned with this NBC poll, uh, as you know, Donald Trump is under investigation. Right, he is. And... Uh, seems that a percent, a pretty good percentage of the people in this poll, 57 percent, say that the investigation should continue. That's right. And I believe they're right. Okay. I mean, if, they, if he did something wrong, it needs to be found out and it needs to be put out for the public and the and the law has to be applied equally to whoever it is. Right. And, uh, and the you, same feel the same way about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. And, you know, and Hunter Biden was not president either. But, you know, we maybe we'll get to the bottom of that. But uh, I love it. You know, no, Donald, I'm just Donald that the, the Trump, who was president, is under investigation. We should investigate him. But we should also investigate Hunter Biden. Yes, because of the accusations that the big guy's getting 10%. 
big, you know, and the big guy is Joe Biden. Let me tell you one more time. Oh, I see. I, that I haven't heard. I guess I should start watching Newsmax twenty five eight. Hey, he hear. said he said ten percent for the big guy. That's Hunter Biden speaking. Who's the big guy? Okay, you know, are you familiar <laughs> with the phrase "where there's smoke, there's, there's fire"? You're familiar yes, with I am that. familiar with that. So here's a, you know, here are a list of all these different investigations into Trump, including the fact that the former chief financial officer at his company pled guilty. Pled guilty. Right. So it doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean no. A thing. I didn't say that. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if the Republicans did something wrong, investigate it, find out, file the charges. Bring them to court. Same thing with the Democrats. But the thing is, the left wants to investigate the hell out of the Republicans, but they don't want an investigation of Hillary Clinton's 3,000 emails or her personal server. They didn't want all that. There was no no but, break but in happened, by the FBI. The FBI they wasn't there. They investigated Benghazi. They spent millions of dollars investigating. That was ben a sideshow compared Gazi. to the emails. You hey, know, we got three callers pending here. Dan, you're on the mark from New Berlin. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, Steve, it didn't take me long to buy a shirt. You may see me walking around with it on. says, don't blame me. I voted for Trump. I've, so boy, you, I, I have you, never I, I've never heard that. You know, Dan, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad it makes you feel good. But boy, oh boy, you know, every time we get a new president... You'll see bumper stickers and signs and shirts that say, don't blame me, I voted for, and it'll have the name <laughs> of the other guy. But maybe you needed a shirt. So, Dan, hey, that's great. <laughs> you know, but I, I, it's the first time I ever bought a shirt like that, uh, Steve. And I say, you know, you talked about the price of gasoline. Well, here in New Berlin... It was at dollar ninety-seven when Trump was in. Right now, I looked yesterday; it's four fifteen nine for the same gasoline. Well, you should. You so should. we can thank Biden for that. You it's, should. This place at his door. It, it can't get around it. He's a unfriendly to fossil fuel. Unfriendly his administration. They think it's despicable fossil fuel. And we love it out here. Where? In New Berlin. New Berlin, okay. <laughs> we love fossil fuel. We, if I, Without fossil fuel, our country wouldn't be where it is. And yes, someday we might be able to transition to renewable energy, but we're far from that yet, Steve. So let's, let's emphasize fossil fuel and use it. God put it here in the earth for a purpose, so let's use it. Let's not go crazy on the Green New Deal yet. No, but don't you think, as, as you yourself said, Dan, uh, someday yep. we may be able to yep. transition. Um, and maybe that'll happen. I, I don't. I don't know enough about the topic, but. If we're going to ever make a transition, not just to less fossil fuel, but also to clean energy, et cetera, if we're going to do something about climate change, don't you think we need to get started uh, sooner rather than later? We are already better in the United States than anywhere in the world. We're the cleanest energy country in the world, but... Germany, China, they don't give a 
rat's tail about clean energy. Well, now, yet we're the only ones that care over here, and we're doing a great job without, you know, without all these regulations. Well, and they say, it's Dan, they say that, under Trump, even they say and, that in in China and India, they're building one coal-fired power plant a month, practically. Yep, and they don't care about it. They want us to kill our country so they can take over, but they don't care about us one little bit. Well, the, that's why they're pushing this. The legislation, the right? The legislation uh, that was signed by Biden last week. Uh, <clears throat> it was to quote the New York Times, Dan, and I know you love the New York Times. To oh quote yeah, the, I, I know, I know, I know. It said it's the first time this country has ever taken a big serious step toward combating global warming. So, uh, that's a, to quote my friend Stan, that's a bunch of horse putty or putty? horse duty or horse dung. <laughs> well, that, we've done a lot in this country to to clean up energy. We've been okay. doing it for Dan, years. Dan, we, we've got years, three other years. calls, so we'll let you wrap up and give you the last 10 seconds. Anything else? Yep. Yep. And uh, I just say, I, I'll go back under Trump, and most people with a common sense will go back under Trump's administration in a minute when we were becoming a very successful country, respected all around the world. Okay, Dan, thank you. We appreciate your comments this morning. Chris, you're next before a quick break. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, know what the 25th Amendment is, but you kind of misstated it a little on Friday, Thursday, I believe. The session, at least that's the one I'm talking about, the presidential term limit. The 25th Amendment has to do, too, with uh, the incapacity of the president and the... Yeah, but it... uh, it, it limits you to a maximum of 10 years, not 8 years, depending okay. on the circumstances. And if you, uh, if you get elected... Uh, right, I, years, I know, but my point was, you're, you're right. In, then you're limited to 6 plus whatever you serve. Right, but ha- at the time, the 25th Amendment wasn't in place when Harry Truman was president. That was my point. He could yeah, have run for yeah. one more term. You also stated what it what it did to how long you could serve, and it is two terms, right? Sort of, but it's not. It's rounding up and rounding down, and and like if Trump was impeached, uh, Pence could only have been elected one time, or know, he could be elected twice. But if uh, let's see, was Kennedy shot? Yes, he was. For over two years or under two years? He was assassinated at three years, three years and a couple of months. Well, uh, no, well, it's it's from January 21st, not from the election date. Right. Yeah, January 30, 21st. So you have to figure from there. And there's, there's some ambiguity to that, I think, too, but... That's a problem, but maybe some of the, the Supreme Court will have to rule on someday. Yep. But in any case, uh, the uh, uh, Trump's low gas prices both times they got below anywhere below uh, two, maybe three dollars a gallon was because of the pandemic shut shutdowns. So it really wasn't 
anything to do with him in terms of policy or anything. And let me just toss in one thing here. Here's here's an article right here. Uh, When Donald Trump left office, the average price for a gallon of gas was two dollars and thirty eight cents. I said two thirty nine. Two fifty nationwide average, but I'll go with two thirty eight. I was gonna say two fifty, but two thirty eight sounds plausible. Yeah, I but uh, you know, but Dan from New Berlin is trying to tell us it was and he probably he's yeah, probably trying to find the, the same in thing. In January uh, it was two at the the first shutdown that it it dropped it it dropped down, down to the two in the second one that was up at 238 250 area right 50 around here i believe yeah the dollar 86 apparently that is in march of 2020 at the very beginning yep. of the pandemic which isn't yep. terribly surprising because nobody was driving nobody was going anywhere all right we'll give and, you the last 30 seconds chris we've got well, two other calls I think you're being pretty generous joe when you say if trump did anything wrong ah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be joe I'm saying that hasn't been proven yet. No charges have been filed. If he did something wrong, let's file the charges. Let's get him on in court. Just remember, smoke and fire. That doesn't necessarily... He did a lot wrong that he wasn't charged on, and he got away with a lot, and he wasn't supposed to make money off being president, and they didn't enforce that, and they didn't enforce a lot of things for him. Well, if that's true, and I'm not saying that it is, then that's wrong. I think that the laws apply to everybody, whether you're the president of the United States or not. uh, You're pretty particular about the word if. All right, well, if we got to take a break, that means we got to go. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate your call. We've got two other calls pending. Mike and Bob have to stand by because we've got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is a great time to be looking for a change in the workplace. And Anthracite Industries Incorporated, a division of Asbury Carbons, a world leader in the carbon industry, is hiring. They're seeking an industrial maintenance worker, first and second shift general laborer, and industrial electrician, beginning at $17.79 per hour, job rate $18.95. They offer a great benefits package, company advancement, and employee development programs. Visit them at 610 Anthracite Road in Sunbury for applications and interviews. Equal opportunity employer. From the very beginning, we're all about being connected. And year after year, through every stage of life, that need grows even stronger. Which is why Penn Teledata never stops improving our advanced fiber network. We connect the things that matter most. 
businesses, schools, healthcare, governments, and of course, the people who make our community strong. This is technology with a purpose. Stay connected with Penteladata. The biannual blowout is just a week away, and we've got a lot of work to do. Keenan's Rug Emporium is rolling out a Labor Day bonanza. We have that flat shipment coming in. He needs 10 new sales associates as the crowds loom large. Can someone run a stock check on all the Moroccan 8x10s? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan along with Steve Kushloff. Our program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. We have two calls pending. Mike's the first one. Good morning, Mike. You're from Bloomsburg. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, Joe and Steve. Uh, earlier in your show, one of you two mentioned the number of people that are dissatisfied with the direction of the country. What was that number again? 58%. 58%. So I think the country is going in the wrong direction. Or, they, would, is it, does that mean 42% think we're heading in the right direction? No, there were some that, right? that didn't have an opinion one way or the other or didn't know. Okay. But it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. A fair amount. Yeah. So that, that, that number, the 42%, stimulated me a little bit. And I'm wondering who they are, okay? Because it, it's a very small minority of the people in my social circle. And, and it's generally, and I don't know if this sounds sexist or not, it's, it's generally women, and it, are there, it's women that worked in public education. So I decided to look and see how many people are working for the government and in public education, and that comes out to be 20 million. And then I said, how many people are working for non-profit profit agencies? And I have worked for nonprofits in my past, and I quit. I said, I can't take this. Anyway, that turns out to be 15 million. And the nonprofit industry, I'll call it an industry, is growing four times as fast as the for-profit industry. So we have 20 million in, in public education and government, 15 million in nonprofit, which is growing rapidly. And then I, I couldn't find the number in private education, but they're educators. And then right now, the statistic for the number of people on welfare is 59 million. So I add those numbers up. That comes out to 94 million people. And those 94 million people, a lot of the money that runs those organizations or runs those people comes from taxation. So they're in, in my mind, they would be, this is speculation, that they would be interested in bigger government more programs and more money coming in to their particular area. Okay, so they would be inclined to say, hey, the Democrats are want to spend money, they want to print money, they want to create programs. We like the Democrats. So I'm thinking that those people that are employed in all those different things would probably lean 
to like what Joe Biden and the Democrats are doing. And then, of course, many of them are married to people who would have a vested interest in their spouses or their partners being in something that's going to grow. And then they have children. So I'm thinking there's a lot of people that just by the nature of their occupation and where their money comes from want to see bigger government. They want to see Democrats controlling. They want to see nonprofit growing. They want to see social socialist programs growing. So I, I think 42% is probably a pretty solid number because right now that just those numbers that I added up represents about one out of four working people in the United States. But I, I think... Without disputing much of what you've said, I think you're kind of confusing two different things. You know, even if you are right, uh, and that 42 million, which is which is pretty big chunk of people, even if you are right that they want to see social programs get bigger, those people still, those are not people who think the country is going in the right direction. What I think what's happening is people on both sides of the political spectrum think that the world is not going in the right direction. Now, you know, Joe thinks I'm a wild-eyed liberal, and you probably think the same thing. I don't, I don't think the world is going in a good direction. Heck, I, if it wasn't for on the mark every now and then, I don't think I'd even, I would hardly ever turn on the news. So that's what, that's where I'm coming from. You're very ostrich-like in that regard. Yeah, and you it have works. your head stuck in the sand. I, I love it. You know, that sand ain't bad. <laughs> um, but so, uh, you know, as far as uh, people who think social programs should increase or decrease, and I'll tell you the truth, I, I, I would sort of dispute that anyway, but... Uh, you know, I know uh, I know plenty of people who y- y- you would consider wild-eyed liberal. I would just say no; they're more maybe they're progressive. And I'll tell you what: they don't like to see social programs exploding uh, any more than you do. Uh, I know people out there. I know people out there who are are, are nurses, for instance, and uh, they're fairly progressive uh, people. And yet they deal with a lot of people who, not a lot, they deal occasionally with people who they feel have, uh, are kind of cheating the system or taking advantage of the system. So, you know, let, let's not make some blanket statement that just because somebody happens to lean more to the left than you do, that they want to see everybody get everything from the government. That isn't accurate. Well, I actually, I, I never made a blanket statement. I think I made a a generalization because let's face it the reality is and, and this is not disputable pa- our politicians know that people vote with po- their pocketbook okay they pocketbook, pocketbook issues is I guess what the term is sure so so the generalization that I made when 90, 90 94 million which is one out of four people in the United States has a pocketbook issue related to the growth of government. I mean, it's, it's, that's just a fact, okay? Now, they may, that doesn't determine their vote. I'm not saying that, but it helps. I know, I know, listen, I know people that are very well off. You know, they have uh, investment income, they have pensions and this stuff, but they're also on Social Security, okay? And they're, I, I would assume, and I know for a fact that most of them uh, vote Republican, but they're really excited about the idea that Social Security payments are projected to go up around 10% this year. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, hey, that that's great, you know, but the reality is that money's got to come from somewhere, and it wouldn't be going up 10% if the uh, 
consumer price index wasn't right. you know so high right but now. But you're forgetting so, that Steve that Steve says that the the majority of people were concerned not about that, not about pocketbook issues, but about threats to democracy. It didn't wasn't Steve that said that. It was the NBC poll. It was Chuck Todd who said oh, that. Oh yes, of course. I, well I know Chuck's <laughs> out on Fox, so you don't ever see him. No, but I now, just we, we digress. That you can get, and, and everybody knows this, you can make a questionnaire and come up with the narrative to say anything that you want. Well, but how, I don't know how many people are going to work every day worried about the threat of democracy when we have a federal government that has an open border that's aiding, abetting, and facilitating essentially what many people are calling an invasion into this country. Okay. okay. Well, I'm not going to discuss. Immigration right well, now. We're going to have to give but you the last word. We're going results. to have to give you about ten more seconds because we're we're running out of time. Go ahead. Hey, I, I, I'm good, but okay. uh, I think we all, everybody, needs to get together and start rowing the boat. But I think one oars are going in one direction, and the boat oars on the other side of the boat are going in the opposite direction. And it's that simple. That means we're going in circles. Hey, Mike, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate your call. All right, we have Bob who wants another minute. Good morning, Bob. Sixty seconds. Fire away. Yeah. Hey, uh, Biden's doing a really good job. <laughs> and as far as gas goes, Chris hit the nail on the head when we were in a, quote, lockdown. You know, nothing was moving. Our one company I worked for, a bus company, used to use a 1,000 gallons of fuel a, a day, and they were shut down for, that was just one business for a whole year or more. Of course, you're going to have more supply and less demand, so prices are going to drop. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, sir. Uh, we have an emailer that says, The day Biden was installed in the White House, he began his war on the fossil fuel industry, and the result was prices started climbing. Biden has weaponized the three-letter agencies to use against his political opposition, with Trump at the top of his list. Trump was impeached when he asked Zelensky to look at the corruption of the uh, Burisma and Biden's boy Hunter. The reason for impeachment was supposedly Trump was asking his political opponent be investigated. When the call was made, Biden wasn't a candidate, but he was a corrupt Democrat. Okay, and thank you for that. Uh, going back to, you know... <laughs> Somehow I sense you don't really mean that. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting that uh, as, when I did quote the NBC poll f uh, and Mike heard numbers that he didn't like, he immediately attacked uh, the poll. Well... We could do that all we want. You know, I don't. I don't particularly like the Fox News Network, but I have learned that when you hear a survey from Fox, they've got a very good reputation for doing good surveys. So just because I may not like Fox, they do a survey, I'm going to accept it. Um, it's too bad Mike cannot accept it. Uh, this NBC poll. Yes, threat to democracy number one, 21 percent. Immigration and the border. Have any, has any other poll indicated that, Steve? Oh, any I, other poll that you I can know? point to? I, you know, I've got a, I've got an iPad sitting right here. We could spend the next 21 minutes, and I could look for every single <laughs> poll, Joe. How do I know? Well, because polls, we're talking about them. You're aware of this one. I'm asking if you're aware of any others that have a similar result. So you, uh, you don't think? I'm that not. I'm familiar with most of the polls. I okay. follow Quipiniac. I follow, you know, and every 
poll that comes out, I try to look at them. You say you don't follow the news. Well, I do. And I can't think of any other poll that threats had threats to democracy as the thing most concerning to Americans right now. Well, Every other go. one is concerned about inflation, well, the cost of say, government. I should just tear this right up then because Joe McGranahan no, doesn't No, I'm asking it. if there's... Don't you don't think t- things tend to support one another? If this is the way the American people feel, it should be identified in more than so one survey. You don't you don't think anyone out there... I mean, I, we, we heard what you had to well, say I can understand earlier. it would be on the list. You don't... I think people, um, again, both sides see threat to democracy as a pretty significant issue. You know, when, when, when the FBI atta- uh, went into Mar-a-Lago, uh, there was a lot of Republicans who thought that that in itself was a threat to was democracy. a threat to democracy. So I think we see people on both sides. I think people on the conservative side they see this whole January sixth committee as a threat well, then that's to democracy. an incomplete survey. If that's the case, then they should have tried to determine which way they saw what kind of threats they well, identified as being a threat to our democracy. They may have, and if we want to get the whole four hundred pages of the of the uh, <laughs> poll, we can do that, Joe. But there is no doubt about it that, you know, you've got a woman out there. uh, I know you don't. I doubt that you have any respect for her. But uh, Liz Cheney has certainly made the point that she sees uh, she sees Trump and Trumpers as a threat to democracy. Hey, anybody who throws away their political career for idealism certainly deserves some credit. Okay. But I'm not certain how much. Right. And, you know, when we see... Because somewhere in there, stupidity enters uh, into it. When we see candidates out there who uh, basically want to turn this into a purely Christian nation, even though we were we were founded on the idea of religious freedom, like uh, Mastriano does, I see that as a threat to democracy. When we see people running for all who say they're going to be in charge of the election? You can vote for whoever you Odd want. That but you don't see anybody on the left the who's a threat to democracy. You don't see anybody on the left. Isn't that interesting? Only people on the right are a threat to democracy. There are. You haven't named no, anybody I, on the left. No, I haven't named anybody. But believe me, Joe, there are. There are. I don't know about specific individuals, but there are those on the left who would implement, if you ask yeah, me. Bernie would, Sanders is a threat to democracy. How would you agree? How is Bernie Sanders? No, I wouldn't agree. How the heck is Bernie Socialist. Sanders? He's a socialist. How is socialism a threat to democracy? Because it, it robs people of individual initiative. No, it robs us of our independence. They're all for crying out Yeah, you can't admit it, but it's true. Hey, no. we got to take a break. You hold that thought. We'll be back after we take a quick break. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK Radio in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free line. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You're probably noticing more and more realtor signs popping up. Names you've never heard of or can't even pronounce. Who are these companies and where are they from? Hi, I'm Larry Johnson from the Bowen Agency Realtors. Bowen Agency is a name you know and trust. We've been around since 1971, and all of our agents are your neighbors and involved in the community. And we've been voted the best real estate agency in the Valley year after year. Whatever the reason you may be selling or buying your current home, please visit the Bowen Agency first. Our agents know this area well and have raised their families right here in our quaint towns, rolling landscapes, and the River Valley. We know the great folks in the area and are experts on meeting your needs. You'll find us at Sealands Grove, Lewisburg, and Sunbury and online at bowenagency.com. Coming or going, see the talent at Bowen. Bowen Agency Realtors. 
I'm Rocky Mosel with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice. Now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong... It's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 800-401-6681. Reputation Defender by Norton is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 for free advice on your situation. 800-401-6681. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. LibertyMutual.com Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan along with Steve Kushloff, our producers Rob Center, 1-800-795-95 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. The entire program brought to you by your good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company, North 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. One of our emailers says, and this goes back to a question we had earlier in the program about monkeypox, 97% gay men. This stark demographic finding is in keeping with data on the outbreak from around the world, such as a recent report from the British Health Security Agency finding that of the 699 monkeypox cases for which there was available information, 97% were in gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men. Now, I haven't seen that study, so I don't know whether that's true or not. But one of our callers said it's skin-on-skin contact, so that would not preclude that from being accurate, would it? Well, no, and it does. I guess the point is, or one point, is that while COVID was basically a uh, air-based uh, uh, disease. This is more of a uh, skin-based. And one of our other writers says, Liz Cheney is a political opportunist, nothing more. For a woman who got clobbered in a primary election, how does that make her a an opportunist? The opportunists out there are all these right-wing candidate who suck up to Donald Trump because they think they uh, that's all they need to do to get the, his base to vote for them. Those are the opportunists. Okay, well, I dispute that, but we'll... Um Mike, the Trump Hansy in Bloomsburg says, Steve, if you name groups or people on the left that are threats to American democracy, then I don't believe that you are credible. Oh, if you can't name, I think he means groups or people on the left that are threats to American democracy, then I don't believe that you are a credible source as to what actually is a credible threat to democracy. As I said to my friend, Mr. McGranahan, there are 
those. Uh, there are uh, there are some on the left who would impose uh, certain rules, regulations, etc., that would uh, be somewhat, uh, you know, uh, impact on your, um, your your freedom. During the primary election uh, before the last presidential election, I had more fights on Facebook with progressives than I did with, with right-wingers. So, you know, I don't have, I don't march in lockstep to that particular point of view. And the, the truth is what happens is when Either side, the more, when either side gets more and more and more power, they do tend to impose uh, rules, regulations, etc., that are going to uh, impact on your uh, your freedoms. Well, that may be the case, but you know, if you believe that you are the majority and you have a certain opinion and you have won elections, it's like the old expression: elections have consequences. When Donald Trump won, the left went nuts because they couldn't accept that. They did everything in their power. I mean, they didn't say to him, "We're going to try and work with you. We're going to try and work things out." I, I, my favorite picture of all time, one of them at least, is Dwight Eisenhower and John Kennedy talking about how the country could go forward after the change, a peaceful change in elections and power and party. You know, but we don't seem to have that anymore. We seem to have on both sides the desire to demonize the people on the other side. And so if I tell you that the other side is all demons and then you come to believe that, why am I surprised? You know, but it's very interesting that you talk about the need for both parties to work together, get along, etc. When that is one of the things that Joe Biden has worked at hardest in the two years he's been in office, and he has had some success with it. Some of the uh, legislation that he has uh, been able to sign in recent weeks have been the result of Republicans and Democrats working together. But, you know, you'd rather talk about Hunter no, Biden than about... I'll uh, concede that. I'll concede that he's, you know, been able... I don't know whether it was him or who it was, but somebody reached across the aisle and arrived at uh, uh, some gun legislation that made some sense and uh, the, the infrastructure bill that makes some sense. So I've got no problem with that. However, a lot of his bills just are straight Democratic, uh, everybody in lockstep bills. Well, and I'm, again, the Republicans are lockstep in the other direction. So I can't fault one without faulting the other, Stephen. All right. Uh, but, you know, for instance, uh, uh, the what they call the PACT Act, that was uh, to expand health care benefits for veterans. And uh, that was a by that was a bipartisan bill, um, in, and there are other bills. But that still, fifty-eight percent of the people in this survey, assuming that the survey is correct, think the country is going in the wrong direction. Yes. Now, whose responsibility would that be? You know, if the country is going in the wrong direction, whose responsibility would it be? Whose responsibility is it that the country is going in the... Because it can't be the Republicans because they're not in power. They don't control right. the presidency. They don't control the House. They don't control the Senate. Number one, it doesn't... 58% of the population believes the country is going in the wrong direction, okay? It doesn't mean that the country is going in the wrong My direction. My friend, perception is reality. Okay. Well, still, um, and there's no doubt about it. When you've got numbers like that, absolutely it's going to fall on the shoulders of whoever is sitting in the Oval Office. I know that. Every Democrat knows that. Joe Biden knows that. Um, well, then what would you do about it? 
If, if you think the country's going in the wrong direction, if the American people, 58% of them tell you, you're going in the wrong direction, do you keep on doubling down and well, going ahead with what you want? Or do you, or do you say, we need to change? And the classic example of that is Bill Clinton after the midterms in his presidency. He realized that he was in the wrong, going in the wrong direction, and he changed it. How did he change it? He started working with Republicans. He started stopping the wild leftist ideas that were prevalent at the time, and he started working with the Republicans across the aisle to come up with common sense solution to problems. Well, you know, again, Joe, like you asked me about the poll, let's hear specifics. Okay, let's take, for example, if this was the philosophy, if this were coming from the top down, Nancy Pelosi, when she went to Taiwan, would have invited some Republicans along with her. She didn't. Oh, and I just saw here, I just saw that the uh, governor of Indiana, a Republican, You're deflecting. is, I'm just, I'm, I'm adding to what you're saying. We've got Republicans who are going to Taiwan now. Now, now, but not with Nancy Pelosi. Maybe not. She didn't start a bipartisan group to go across there and work on things. At some point, somebody has to extend an olive branch instead of beating a club over somebody's head. Right. And what I had tried to make the point was Biden has been doing that since he's been in office. And as far as, you know, you talk about what would Biden, what should Biden do to change the uh, direction of the company? Country. Uh, country, excuse me. We've got things, like we, like I said, we've got the the uh, PACT Act that was recently passed to, to help veterans. We've got the uh, Inflation Reduction Act that you mentioned, which will do things to, uh, in the area of climate change, uh, taxation, etc. Right, hold that thought because we do have to take our final break of the day. We have a phone call pending and we will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shimoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shimoka Dam Health Center, designed with you in mind. Here's the deal. I've had constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating for years. I've tried a lot of laxatives and fiber supplements, but my symptoms keep coming back. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them 
Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. College sports has to make up his mind of what it is. Is it capitalism or is it socialism? What is it? If it's capitalism, you're going to have a lot of sports become club sports. If it's socialism, then everybody's going to continue to get their money to compete. Only football and men's basketball make money. The Steve Jones Show, 3 to 5 weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGran and Steve Kushaloff is with me. Our producers, Rob Center, and Dan wants one more minute from New Berlin. 60 seconds. Go ahead, sir. Morning. Why, Steve, you said you're not a hard lefty. Well, that's good to hear because all Biden would have to do is keep all Trump's, most of Trump's policies intact, keep going with what was successful. And most of us that were Trumpers, we wouldn't have any much to complain about with President Biden. That's all he had to do go yeah. out on the beach, eat, drink. Uh, yeah, have some ice cream, enjoy himself, and we'd have been happy. Right, and COVID would still be just utterly raging in the United States. Uh, that's, a, that, that's a myth. That's a myth. Oh, heavens. You forget uh, who created the vaccines. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and you forget the, the people who won't take the vaccines. It's the right-wingers that won't take the vaccine, even though it was their hero who did help. Uh, well, as Dan says, it. he got that one wrong. Yep, he, create, he didn't create a vaccine. He created a shot in the arm, which isn't a vaccine. The monkeypox vaccine is a vaccine, but what was created by all the group there, Fauci, the them that's all a it's a shot in the arm okay. it's not a vaccine how many Dan, people are getting COVID-19 right now the president got it twice his wife okay. got it and they were fully vaccinated fully boosted okay thank you Dan that was your minute and we want to hold to it we have uh, open phone lines 1-800-795-9565 Mike says Steve can't even bring himself to say left winger I'd say that's the mark of a true left winger and you you want me to you want me to comment on that? Well, it's up to you. You no, can I think comment on it, or you I cannot comment got on it. Nothing to say about that. I mean, I'm not allowed to be. I'm not allowed to use bad words, and I can't uh, make fun of anybody or say nasty things about people. So if Mike wants to say that, that's fine. Another one of our writers says, "Remember when Hillary Clinton got more votes than Trump? Rigged." I don't hmm. know what that means. <laughs> I think we all know what that exactly what that means. But who that's okay. Who rigged the election? Well, who knows? And I don't know that it was rigged, but I think the point is Well, you mentioned pretty you, you mentioned let's go back to the current race and and we're talking about turning the country around. 
And if we're going in the wrong direction, as 58% of the American people, at least in this survey, seem to feel. You mentioned Doug Mastriano and the fact that he wants to take away people's voting rights, you know, but yet you, you didn't give a specific about things no. he would do to take away someone's voting rights. So here, let's, here's a couple of other specifics then. Let's take a look at uh, Roe versus Wade. According to the NBC poll, uh, the recent uh, Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade disapproved by 58% of the population. Now, perception is everything, Joe. You're right. Okay, so it looks to me like 58% think that uh, Roe but, v. Wade But there, there's a difference remain. here. There's a difference. There, yeah. there, I think 58% of the American people believe that abortion should be available in some form or another. The Supreme Court didn't say that abortion was out. It said that the guarantee that was presented incorrectly in the prior interpretation of the law and the Constitution, that was wrong. They didn't say abortions are banned because the states now have control of the, whether or not they're abortions. Perception is everything. You said that. And all I'm telling you is what the polls said. 58% disapproved of that Supreme Court decision, sure. which which tells me that a lot of people, the majority of people, thought that the, uh, the rules for Roe v. Wade should have stayed in place. Um, but that, that wasn't what the Supreme Court was deciding. They were deciding whether or not the issue was constitutional as it was presented. Joe, and I they said it wasn't. So what's the big deal? The, the Congress can codify it. You can pass an amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. There's not like that. someone banned abortions. They didn't. That, Joe... Fine. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I should argue with you, but I'm not going to. Well, that would make the whole show, and we don't, we're out of time, oh, so. Oh, bummer. <laughs> oh, gosh, I won't be back till September. Yeah, but that's only a few days away, so we will see you later on in the month of September. Steve, thanks so much for coming in today. You're always a good sport. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and we enjoy, invite you to join us again tomorrow. Mark Lawrence will be back. Have no idea why he isn't here today, but we'll find out tomorrow. You're listening to WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Thanks for listening to On the Mark. Thank you.